Today on the Relationship Renovation Podcast, we're talking about curiosity versus reactivity. We're gonna talk about how difficult moments often lead to more conflict. And with this mindset of being curious with your partner instead of being reactive to your partner, we're gonna help you understand how these difficult moments can actually bring you closer together to help you feel more loving, attached, and safe with one another. So stay tuned. Do you wanna feel more emotionally and intimately connected with your partner? Then we have the tool that is exactly right for you. We have a program called Relationship Renovation at Home. And it is an amazing way for you and your partner to have a structured way weekly to work together. Because we deserve awesomeness in our relationships. Just go to our website, relationshiprenovation.com. At the top, there's a link to at home program and it will give you a free lesson. If you want to just check it out and see if it's something that works for you and your partner, we know it will make a significant positive impact on your relationship. Hello, all, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. Hello, everybody. My name is EJ Kerwin. And what we really wanted to talk about today, it's kind of been like the theme of the week with a lot of couples coming in and even in our own relationship is curiosity versus reactivity. And it's just so important to understand what that even means. So we've had a lot of couples coming in this week and kind of maybe backsliding a little because maybe there's a complex emotional moment happening and one partner gets reactive and then the other partner kind of shuts down and you kind of freeze in place. And so I wanted to kind of share an example first of what that looks like, and then we can kind of get into our topic. Does that feel good? Sounds great. Okay. So I had a couple come in a couple days ago, and they are healing from infidelity in their relationship. And, you know, it's been a couple of years, and the female partner still has a lot of reactivity, still has a lot of pain, still has a lot of like kind of PTSD flashbacks. Um, They've been doing great work. They come in every single week and they've done so much to create emotional safety and stabilize. But there's those moments where she really suffers and he has more of, you know, a problem solving kind of brain and he wants to avoid, you know, uncomfortable emotions because he never learned how to regulate those as a child. And there's some cultural aspects that also play into this too. So, so I'm, I'm in session with them and, you know, the way she described her pain was like, I feel like I have a terminal illness and I'm dying and he keeps looking past it and it's making me just want to be done and leave she was really vulnerable in that moment. And to describe her pain in terms of a terminal illness was profound for me. And so the partner comes back and he's like, well, you don't really have a terminal illness. And she kind of just shut down. And I said, okay, let's talk about what's happening here for the two of you, right? Because I'm going to let you know right now, you guys just missed a huge moment where you could have gone deeper with what she just said. And he was like, how, how do you go deeper with that? You know, my wife is struggling and feels like she's dying inside. What, what do you say to that? And I said, well, we get curious. 
And so that's kind of where this topic even came from because it was such a profound session, I felt, and how they handled it and they were able to process through and get to a deeper level was amazing. And that's the whole thing. When we get curious instead of reactive, we get to process things at a different level and they don't stay stuck in our body. So that means we continue to progress and grow. But when we're consistently or continually reactive to our partner's suffering, all of those feelings get trapped. They stay in our body and then conflict keeps repeating itself. And it could be about a thousand different things, but it feels the same way. Powerless, frustrating. This will never change. I'm done. What I heard from you there is that when your partner comes to you in a really, really vulnerable place and you become reactive or instinctual in your responses and not intentional, that a lot of times what you're going to do is you're going to shut the door, you know, and we've always sort of tried to frame the work we do is the conflict or difficult moments is an opportunity to get closer together. But unfortunately, most of the time we, we see it as a way that pulls us apart. And so, uh, so what you're presenting today is like, if we can help couples really embrace a attitude of curiosity in those difficult moments, the door stays open and they might be able to walk through it become more closely connected. Yeah. And you're also helping each other get unstuck from whatever that pain is. Can I give one more example? And then, because this is not about our intimate partner now. This is about, and I'm going to kind of use our an example with us, with our daughter. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So she's nine. She's still afraid of the dark. I think she watched like a really scary movie when she was like six or something, unbeknownst to us. And... I swear she's been, I think it was Pennywise. I can't even remember what movie it was. Anyway, she's scared of the dark. And it was Halloween this past Tuesday. And she came into the living room at like 9.30. And she's like, Mama, I'm really scared. And I was like, okay, honey, I'm, I'll come back to the bedroom with you. And, you know, and EJ and I have very different ways of being with the kids. And they're both awesome. And EJ's like, you know, hon, we've got an alarm. We've got dogs. Like, you don't have to be scared. Like, we're, you're totally safe. And I was like, oh, EJ, you've got to tend to that terror because she really feels terror. She feels terrified that someone's going to come in and take her. So where EJ was like definitely using some like, hey, we've got these external pieces that are happening. I also know I really wanted to help her understand what that felt like in her body. So I laid with her in bed. I said, so tell me what's happening for you. What are you afraid about? Help me understand. And she's like, I'm afraid people are going to come take me away. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds horrible, honey. That sounds so scary. Do you feel that way anywhere in your body? And she's like, mama, my heart starts to beat. And then I just want to like cover myself in pillows and stuffed animals so no one can see me. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like it is so scary. Is there anything that you think could be helpful? And then we just started to get calm in her body. And so I'm helping her regulate a very uncomfortable emotion, which is terror, fear. And then she also has that other piece of like, yes, and we have our dogs and our alarm and mom and dad are here to protect her. So we kind of did this great dual approach, very different. But what would have happened if I didn't go deeper in that moment is that would have just stayed stuck in her body. She wouldn't have known how to 
oh my gosh, my heart's racing because of this. And I can actually tell myself that I am calm and I am safe and I can see that my heart is starting to beat slower now. So again, it's just another example of it helped her regulate her uncomfortable emotions. And when our partners do that for each other, especially when we're even causing each other pain, it helps us grow and regulate instead of stay stuck. So again, curiosity versus reactivity, it's so important. I think the first step of it is how do you have the conversation of when we have emotionally complex situations, how do each of us respond? Because we respond very differently. I mean, and, and I think this is, you know, we have tools that we talk about every week and and different ways to go about solving problems. And some of them are processes that work in various areas of your relationship. And I think this tool is definitely one that that applies in being curious and not reactive. And that is the first thing you have to do is you have to have a conversation about how do we handle these moments currently and what would we like it to be? That we have to talk about this before we're in the middle of it. Because when we're in the middle of it, like part of this this idea for this podcast I had was that not only did this happen for various clients we saw this week, but it sort of happened for us as well. And we did a lot of processing at the end about different ways it could have gone, but it was still in the midst of it, which made it, we were both, our our nervous systems were still activated. And if you can have this conversation with your partner about curiosity and difficult moments versus reactivity before you're in it, there's a higher likelihood that then once you're in it, you have a roadmap, you know, because that for me, at least, the person who can be the more problem solving, the more like, hey, we have the dogs, we have the security system guy. Mm. That's my operating system that boots without me having to try, you know, and that's the whole reactivity because reactivity doesn't always look like anger Mm -hmm. or frustration. Sometimes reactivity is just reacting in a problem solving mindset. Well, that, and that is exactly what happened with the couple I just presented earlier he was like trying to problem solve and, but you don't have a terminal illness. I'm like, that's just not true. And how can I, what can I do? I'll do anything. And I said, that's not helpful right now because you're missing out on sharing in this emotional experience with her. And I think that's hard for the person who needs to be the curious person because it's not like their intent is to shut the person down or tell them that their feelings aren't valid or or yeah, like oh. get over it. Their intent most of the time is pretty positive. Absolutely. It's like, I wanna support my partner. It's just the instinctive way, yeah. the reactive way yeah. may not be useful, might not help. And what was really cool about this session, and if this couple is listening, I know you know who you are and it was great. She was like, cause he was trying really hard to be curious without problem solving. And he's like, I don't know how to do it. I I literally don't have the skills. And then she was like, oh my gosh, I finally get it. Like he just doesn't know how to do it. And it's gonna take practice and skills. And so she actually got, you know, even though she was overwhelmed and feeling powerless, she also got to have compassion that like her husband 
really struggles with being in uncomfortable emotions. Like he just has to problem solve to make himself feel okay. Yeah. And so that was another, we had a great discussion after that. Yeah, because what I'm hearing there is like, and I relate to this guy, is like, I find like in those moments, my curiosity is about, because it comes from this good place. Like I'm curious, like how do I support her? How do I soothe her? But my curiosity maybe is about the wrong things. Well, yeah, because it's, I mean, that's the thing. We, we're we so in our own head, especially during complex, like emotional moments that we're just trying to like fix it the way we know how, right? And so that's where we miss each other and we get stuck and it feels awful because it's the one person we thought was gonna be our person forever that would support us no matter what. Yeah, And that's true, but here's the sad piece. So we stabilize always after these missed moments of connection. So many people don't. This is why there's like a 50% breakup divorce rate because these things happen and couples run because they don't want to deal with it. But guess what? It's something that keeps presenting itself over and over in the next relationship and the next relationship and the next relationship. And it's really skills-based. We are not wired to be curious about someone else's pain. We are wired to take care of ourselves in very different ways. Some people are wired for very emotionally focused connection during conflict. Some people are wired for problem solving. Let's do solution stuff. And we just have to understand it better and we have to teach each other what feels good. And then we have to hopefully like 80% of the time practice the skill so we keep getting better and better, but it'll still happen. It happens with us not a lot of the time, but some of the times. And as soon as it does, I'm like, EJ, this is what would have felt really good. This is what I needed in that moment. And you'll come back and you'll say, okay, I hear you. I was trying to still be helpful, but I'm like, I totally get that. But this is what I need. And then hopefully you get to tell me what you need in moments of conflict too, because I'm not a problem solver. And maybe you need problem solving. So I'll help you there if I can. Okay. So the next thing we want to do is like, okay, so what questions will lead to deeper processing? Let's just say you are having a complex emotional moment with your partner, right? And one is more activated than the other. So it's usually the person that's less activated that is going to be curious about. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply the activation. And so a question that just feels to me really safe, but you guys have to talk about this, is I see you're really hurting what's happening for you. And even if it's like, well, you made me feel this and you made me feel this and I can't believe you would do this and you just help me understand. Can you say more? I see that I really hurt you. Do you need me to come close right now? What do you need from me right now? I mean, you're just being curious about the other person's emotional experience and you're trying to set aside your own reactivity in those moments. That is what builds emotional safety. We just had that podcast. I think of these moments very like structurally as far as what can I remember? How can I react in a different way? And what I finding is that like the word I oftentimes is not gonna get me anywhere. Because even yeah. if I start sometimes with, I'm seeing that, that, you're, that you're really hurt, tell me more, what's happening for you. Mm-hmm. And then when the reply is, well, you did this, you did that, then even if I'm not like really triggered and like upset, I have this instinct to say, well, oh, that that wasn't my intention, or I didn't mean to, or I was just. And so I switch it over to like my process, and that always goes wrong. Right. And so in those moments, what I'm learning is that whoever's on the side of the slightly less triggered needs to just stick with the other person. Mm-hmm. Needs to not defend themselves, needs to not go into that problem-solving mode, but follow up with more open-ended questions, maybe also restating what they just heard. I heard that that you felt very abandoned by me. Yes, clarifying, because that's that makes also the person who is hurting feel seen and heard. Like, yes, that is it. Yeah. And without saying, I see that that you felt abandoned by me, what can I do to do differently? Because that that goes back to me. Instead, tell me more about that feeling of abandonment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a great one. Tell me more about that feeling of abandonment. Tell me more about that feeling of terminal illness. Help me understand what that means. Yeah, because it might and probably does go much deeper than your your relationship. And if you can get past the reactivity between the two of you and then your partner feels safe to be like, yes, like I feel abandoned and it reminds me of this, this, and this, then the empathy gets even easier right? because you're understanding like, oh, this just wasn't about my miss. It's about a hundred misses before me, or it's about this really horrible thing that this person went through or, you know, that, that your goal with this is to help your partner understand just why they're suffering as deeply as they are and that you're just there to be a safe space for them. 
Yes. And then like after that whole curiosity piece happens and partners can come back to each other, I'm like, I'm so sorry I hurt you in that moment that I didn't mean that. Like that's when that can be heard because you've already given that platform for processing at a deeper level. And it feels so good. This is why you have to try it. It's very, very hard. Listeners, you have to hear this. It's one of the hardest things is to be curious instead of reactive, especially if we are the ones that cause that pain. It's much easier if we're not, if it's like the mother-in-law or somebody else. But yeah. when it's us, it's really hard, but try it and see what happens. Like dig your heels into your own reactivity and be like, help me understand. Yeah. I can see you're really hurting. Tell me more. That sounds awful. Yeah, and so going back to, okay, how do we support you out there in the audience in in taking this on and in making a shift in your relationship where you're more curious and supportive and less reactive and instinctive in your responses, one thing you might want to do individually and then also talk together about is in these difficult moments, what are each of our instinctive responses. Yes. Right? And then that's where self-reflection comes. Like, okay, when I see my partner, that they're in a lot of suffering, and maybe even I seem to feel like I'm responsible for it, left to my own devices, if I just go into autopilot, how will I react, right? And that is like an incredibly valuable piece of information for you and your partner. Because if I share with Tara, well, in those moments, I feel really uncomfortable. I feel like it's my fault. Mm -hmm. I feel defensive, whatever yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And, and then when I feel those things- That's exactly what my male partner felt. Yeah, the, this is the way I react. Then you're like, okay, well, that's the reactive part. Now I understand the reactive part. Okay, how do I want to show up? And then how does my partner want me to show up? Yeah. And again, a lot of this is about talking about it when it's not happening. And skills to be practiced over and over and over and over and over for a lifetime. But it's what helps couples stabilize and not separate. So it is so important. And then, you know, the whole other part is another like value that we try to really advocate here is that conflict is the opportunity for growth. Right. And even though for this couple that Tara's talking about, that they were coming into therapy in a really difficult spot, they're able to see, like, okay, even though when she shared that feeling she was having and it didn't go well, it's an opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. And that we just get like a little better, hopefully, and a little bit better and a little bit better. And really, maybe better is not the word. We become more intentional yeah. in those moments. And we keep our hands on the steering wheel, whereas most time when really highly activated moments happen, we just, our hands come off the steering wheel and it goes on in, into autopilot. Mm -hmm. And even if you start to fall into those old patterns, but then you recognize, oh my gosh, I'm reacting right now this, the way I always react. It's not helpful. I'm gonna do a U-turn right now. Yeah, I'm gonna start responding in the way that my partner has told me will be helpful in these moments. And then hopefully your partner is able to like recognize and be like, okay, they're trying. They're trying to do it differently. Yep, that's all that matters. It doesn't have to be perfect. Oh. They're trying to do it differently. And this is what creates long lasting 
strong relationships that can stabilize after rupture, right? A lot of couples do not stabilize after rupture. And just taking this whole curiosity versus reactivity is going to feel safe. It's going to feel supportive. It's going to feel like everyone in this relationship is taking accountability and working on this. And also knowing that like we're all going to have really difficult times, very complex, emotionally complex situations. We all deal with it very differently, but the two of us, we're in this together and we're going to keep figuring this shit out. Well, and yeah, and I think that that creates confidence yep. in the relationship that, that things can be different. You know, if both people are having these conversations and you're looking at being more intentional in how you react to one another, and then you're using it in those difficult moments, even if you face a difficult moment, even if it goes a little bit offline for a little bit, but you just do it a little bit differently, it builds confidence. Because that's one of the things that drives people into the place of hopelessness is when you just do it exactly the same over mm -hmm. and over and over again. And when you do it exactly the same way over and over away in a, in a non-effective way, you also get more yeah. emotionally heightened right? because it's just like, it becomes more and more and more frustrating. We have to teach each other. So even if you have moments that rupture and it you weren't curious and you were reactive, it's okay. It's going to happen, but you have to come back and revisit that and say, here is what actually would have felt really supportive in that moment. Here's what I needed. What did you need? I mean, you just keep teaching each other around your experience. You know, I mean, I think after our thing that happened yesterday, I called you like 15 minutes later you know, I had to take our daughter to gymnastics. And I'm like, EJ, I think this is what would have felt really good. And you were like, okay, right? Like we can hear that now. And so now I gave him a little bit of information around, hey, when we're talking about this subject, it was work-related. This is, I, I know you went into problem-solving mode, but like that's not what I needed in that moment. Some moments I do need problem-solving. And then you actually problem-solved after you attuned to the emotional piece, so. And that is another little tool there, and this, it depends on the situation, but sometimes what we've had work with couples is if the person who is more the instinctive problem solver asks them right now, do you want me to help you solve the problem? Or do you want me to just be curious about how you're feeling and what's going on for you? Because sometimes mm. it's hard, I think, for a person to figure out which mode do they need me to be in. And again, if you can make that agreement that when there's a difficult moment, is it okay if I ask you at the very beginning, are you looking for solutions or are you looking for emotional presence? Mm -hmm. And you tell me, then I'm like, okay, I got that hat on. I'm gonna take off my problem solving hat. I'm gonna put it on the ground. Mm. And I'm start to cultivate this other hat because a lot of problem solvers don't have that emotional cultivation yet, yeah. which is okay. Yeah. And so just a little bit of a clarification also in kind of coming towards the end here is we talked about curiosity versus reactivity, but more like specific, a lot of what we talked about is being emotionally present for your partner versus being a problem solver for your partner and knowing how and when to be each one is very important. And I would love to hear from listeners, like try this out, see what happens, be curious in a moment of uncomfortability 
instead of reactive and tell me what happens. We want to hear this. We want to be able to bring it back to our podcast and be like, wow, this listener reached out, they tried this, and it had a whole different outcome than it would have normally had. I mean, we want to hear that people are taking our podcast and utilizing some of the tools, the skills, the ideas that we bring, and we want to hear the positive outcomes that happen from that. So that way, other listeners, it's like we're all magnets with each other, like, oh my gosh, I want to try that too. I want to try that too. Wow, that does work. You know, yeah. we bring this because it works in our relationship. It helps us stabilize and continue to grow. I think another thing that would be great to hear back from our audience, and you can just spend, send this to info at relationshiprenovation.com is what are the phrases that your partner can use that are curiosity-based that help you open up in a difficult moment? Like that. if there's like, man, when my partner says this, or I would love it if my partner said this, yeah. please share those. And then we'll have a follow-up episode where we're like, okay, these are some real clear phrases that you can use that we've heard from other mm -hmm. listeners that really help you open up versus closing down. Because that's what I notice with couples. It's what I notice with ourselves is there's moments in these difficult moments where we either shut down mm -hmm. or we stay open with our partner. And our goal is to help all of you stay open in difficult moments so you grow together, so you get closer together. And so in those moments, think of Tom and Jerry. If you ever watch Tom and Jerry, where Tom would have like the devil on one side, the angel on the other side. Think of reactivity or curiosity. Curiosity or reactivity. Which one can I choose? Choose curiosity. See what happens. Yeah, and please share this show with anyone that you think this is, would have a really positive impact. We're growing our community. We're building a group of people who are growing together, who are having amazing, loving relationships, who are having secure attachments. And the best way that you can help us out with this is just copy the link, send it to one of your friends, help us build this community of just you know amazing people devoted to personal and relationship growth. And as always, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.